Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week's episode is Annie Mang. Annie Mang, the stand-up, the writer. Um, uh, and he was my, and he was my con- comedy buddy um, during during the stand-up class that we just took, that I've talked so much about and that we talk a lot about uh, in this episode. Um, plugs, check out her Instagram. Um, she's finally posting now. Um, other plugs at the request of Annie, uh, I have to plug Pandora, internet radio. Um, check out Orbital Music Park. Uh, the first pod is underway and they're posting some really cool stuff and, uh, I'm very, very excited for, uh, jam sesh there. It's gonna be super fun. Uh, check out RVA Comedy. We got shows this weekend. I am on the Thursday show and I open for the eight. Uh, it'll be fun. Come out and see shows. Um, the podcast network is going well. I have some people who are interested and, uh, so I'm very excited to go over those ideas and hopefully start making some content for these wonderful, wonderful people. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, great. I think that's all the plugs. Oh, Trash Bang's YouTube channel. That's it. That was that's the new plug. And check out Tom. Tom's music. DJ Skinoy. Okay. Alright. Oh my gosh, too many plugs. Um, cool. Well let's get right into Annie. And one more thing. Uh upon listening back to the recording, I sound very sick, and it's because I was uh sick, and I'm very sorry it sounds gross. Um Oh, okay, well, there's the episode. Kroger today, and I got this is the this is my uh, this is my cold Christmas thing. Uh, this is my uh, this cr- the Christmas spirit entering my home oh my in the form of this Dude. warm gingerbread okay. snaps candle. Okay. You know, oh my god, this is by Candlelight okay, Company. Quality since 18, 1840. Hold on. The cr- you're, going, you're, you're going on my Instagram. <laughs> I gotta I gotta do that for the producers too. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, that, that was, that's cute. Is it? Wow. Okay, good. <laughs> that's um, creepy. Yeah, no, it's not. <coughs> um, 
So that that moment of silence was uh, me taking a picture of Annie for the producer's Instagram story, and you, I'm assuming, sending or posting your picture of me doing the. Oh, that's meta. Wait, sorry, I have to run to the bathroom. Perfect. So today's guest is Annie Mang. Um, I hope I remember not to go too long in the intro because I'm doing it now that she's here. But she decided to go to the bathroom and <laughs> she knows that we start when they walk in, but apparently not. So, um, I actually am going to pause it. Well, no, she'll probably be back soon. Oh, see, that was fast. Okay, so anyway. Who are you talking to? Are you really telling everyone I was going to the bathroom? Yeah, you, oh you have listened to this show before once, at least once, right? Yeah, dude. So you know it starts the moment they walk in. I give my guests no time. Are you for real? That is true. Shut up. And my favorite part is you just walked out. I was like, oh, this is a power move. <laughs> cool, maybe she does listen. <laughs> uh, post to my story, perfect. Get tagged. I've noticed that there's um, there's something really to the social media thing about like who will like watch your story or whatever, because I've been recently posting on this uh, channel's Instagram, and it ha- this place had like like sixty to ninety followers, mostly coalition peeps or whoever, and the stories only get viewed like twenty times. For, wait, for your own personal Instagram or for when you post as the producers? When I post as the producers. Hmm. So I'm wondering if it's because it's like such a not busy account. Never use if that goes into it. I feel like I never see stories from the producers pop up on my on my feed. Well, I don't do them very often. I really don't have Well, maybe it's of. because you're not doing it very often. Probably. But, I mean, what kind of shit do people want to see? Like, who wants to see... Me posting a random thing about a podcast or whatever. Well, I guess should, I guess that's the whole re, idea of making a brand. You should repost right? the super cute story I just posted of you under the producer's podcast, and then people. Did will you like, tag the producers in it? Yeah. Oh, then I didn't, just didn't see it. <laughs> Hi, Annie. How are you? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. It's the weirdest start I think I've had in a while. You're gonna edit this, right? Hell no! Hell no! You walked out. I talked about pause. I talked. So about- what did you talk about when I was in the bathroom? Well, I was okay. Like- just for the record, like I drove here from Charlottesville. You should have <laughs> given me a bathroom break when I walked in. Nope, you know, not happening. That that was rough. I figured you would have um, gone immediately, knowing how I host this show. I should have just made a beeline for the bathroom. You should have, <laughs> like, from the door. Not even like, not even like a hug. Just like I gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> Um, also, I really hope that all of our listeners know how nice and cozy this podcast room is right now because of oh this scented candle. Thank you. This is like, this is like date night at the podcast. Date night at the podcast? Yeah, because of, the, um, I think the candles. Because of warm gingerbread snaps. <laughs> I will say, I think, uh, there was a, when I used these little candles, or when I had a candle that was a little lower than this giant thing of wax... That was more romantic when I got to use those. I think that was like mm. like the most cozy romantic was Sean Hambright's, I think. Hmm. That was a good one. That's cool. You should listen to that one. Um okay, yeah, Everyone no, I, I need to, to I have a huge backlog of, of episodes I need to listen to. I'm um, sure I and my podcasts are unbelievably long. I like it. I have a lot of long drives. That's true. I yeah. feel like you are in the small amount of people who does appreciate 
a good three-hour podcast mm-hmm. when I promised I would never do that again, and I did it. Who was three hours? Scott Beckett. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, Also, I realized when I walked in, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, we went for a long time where I was seeing you, like, at least once or twice a week. Because then I was out of town last week. All the stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last time I saw... Was the last time I saw you at Mojo's? The last open we did? Mm. God, is that right? No, I saw you at the... I saw you at a show. I saw you at... I saw you at a show. It's real important to yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know why we're debating this. <laughs> we're, not, we're trying to figure it out okay. together. Um, it might have been... I don't think you were at any shows. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. But that's a good segue into stand-up. Stand-up's the Wait, thing... Wait, should I give you your gifts, though? Oh, if you want to. Okay. I brought... I brought you some gifts. Oh, my God. To show my appreciation for, for giving me my two hours of fame. <laughs> um... Here's some communist propaganda what from Russia. What the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> I thought you needed some decorations in here. Definitely. Um, I can sign it. I brought a oh, sharpie. Hell yeah. Um, and I have some tape for you to tape it up. <laughs> tape it up. I'm gonna buy this a frame. <laughs> I know I'm a I know I'm a 27 year old oh, man uh-huh. and I have an IKEA couch, but yeah. this is great. This yeah. is really cool. Um. Okay. Oh, you want to sign it first, or? I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Yeah, I'll definitely sign it. Um, here. (laughs) Okay, this has this has a story behind it, and you better appreciate it because I lugged this shit from Hawaii. Oh. Okay, so I'm holding a huge piece of coral. Holy fuck! That I I probably was not supposed to take. Is that alive? (laughs) No, I don't think it's alive. (laughs) (laughs) You sure? You sure? (laughs) Um. Yeah, so uh, my my like last big vacation that I took before I moved to Charlottesville, um, like two and a half years ago, is I went to Hawaii for two weeks, and um, so I was like walking around on a beach on on Oahu, and I was like, I'm gonna take some coral with me, and I decided to take this big piece of coral. Yeah, and I don't know why, but I like got it in my head where I was like, when I move to Charlottesville, I'm gonna be like a fancy ass bitch, and I'm gonna put this in my bathroom. This is gonna be my bathroom coral. This is gonna be the the <laughs> thing that goes on top of the hand towels on the toilet tank. Exactly, and uh, the, like the, I'm, I'm like you know you weight. know me, I'm a garbage person, and I hate decorating too, and so it just this this never went into the bathroom. And it's just been sitting in my house. So I'm going to I'm gonna bequeath it to you. You're going to give me the responsibility. Um, you want, you so, actually, do you want to put it right next to that clock? Oh, yeah. That's the perfect shelf for awesome. it right there. Awesome. Um, it doesn't stand up. So it'll, oh, it's even better. <laughs> so it'll just lay It just lays down. It just lays yeah, very yeah, casual yeah, coral. Casual um, coral <laughs> to the studio, everybody. Don't worry. We throw it over to Cash Corey. What's, what's oh. the scoop? But, uh, but so you better, you better take care of that bad boy. Cause I, I lugged, I lugged a really heavy piece of coral. From that is life. literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I get a lot of wonderful gifts from a lot of amazing people that is as, as meaningful to me as it is as useless a gift as the 10 inch dildo I received <laughs> that was directly behind you. Oh, leaning because yeah, that right. suction cup doesn't want to keep it. I've I've erect. seen I've seen the dildo in so many Instagram stories. I'm glad to finally meet it in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, feel free. I I feel to, honored to try to throw it on the ceiling oh, again. Oh shit! Just, just it's it is kind um, of fun to just like 
Do we want to have it between us for a few minutes? With the candle? Yeah, with the candle. Don't put it too close. I don't want it to melt. Boom. All right. Um, now I'm getting distracted. I'm going to move in. <laughs> well, I'm very honored that the that the coral is on the shelf already. It's on the shelf next to the next to the dildo. Okay. Do you think it's Do you think it's a little uh, a little sad because it can't stand up? That is definitely sad, but not where I was going. <laughs> I would say sad in a different direction that I have those helmets there. Uh huh. Oh, your football helmet. Yeah, yeah. I love your helmet. So I had them in my office originally, and then I pulled the shelf out, and now I just feel like I'm displaying them, and it's like, ask me about my sports career. No, no. I'll go over my stats year by year. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Okay, cool. I I was like, I was looking at them when I came over. I think they're awesome. I try to keep them low and display all the wonderful gifts that people are giving me. So you you have four different helmets. Yeah. So you've played on like four different teams. Um. With those, it was three different teams. One of them is just a uh, Steelers helmet. Oh, okay. Or dec- decadation. Mm. Okay, let me let me sign this. Let's I can't. Sign this. I can't multitask. Where would you like me to sign this? I think it's it's more fitting to see where you signed. Oh, this is like a personality test. Everything I told you, everything about <laughs> everything, what people bring. Everything is a personality test. Everything yeah. that you look at, if you know any of the people who have been a guest on the show, and you listen to their episode, tell me. That what they brought doesn't completely suit who they are. You mm. bringing me these two things is mm. the anniest move you could have. Oh, made. wait. So how? What does this tell you about my personality? It doesn't tell me about your personality. Your personality tells me that this is your gift. <laughs> if I if I lost memory of being given the gifts, mm. all the gifts, all the things. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I bet I could tell you who gave me each one with surprising accuracy. Oh, okay. 100%. Okay. Okay. This is great. I gotta figure out. I think taping it up might be the best if you wanna. Right, right there. Where? Adjacent this. Calendar. Oh, okay. All right. This is. I came very prepared with tape. Yeah, that is. You know? I wonder how long this will stay up. Maybe twenty whole minutes. <laughs> Are you doing? You, oh my gosh! You were. I bet you were the person in uh, grade school who was really good at crafts. Crafts. Craft. I was going to say crafting. Crafts. Crafts. <laughs> crafts. 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 Like witchcraft. Um, yeah. Are you Wiccan? Uh, no, I wish I were that cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, funny story. I was not the person who was really good at crafts because, um, and actually this got written on my like third grade report card or something, fun, funny enough. Um, I would get really distracted whenever I got, um, like, glue on my hands, and I would be obsessed with picking all, with, you know, the glue that used to, like, yeah, dry yeah, your the hands? Elmer's. Yeah, the Elmer's glue, and I would get obsessed with picking it off, and I would just, like, not do the craft, and uh, that, that actually, like, seriously got written onto my third grade report card. Like, the teacher was like, she's great, but for some reason, like, refuses to do arts and crafts, and is just obsessed with, like... Cleaning the glue off of her hands. Do you think that that would be funnier right here on this wall? Um, so that way that the guest has something to stare at. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do it. So, let me ask you this while I go hang this up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to ask you about stand-up. That's where we got distracted mm. from. Um, tell me, what, what what made you want to do stand-up? Um, let's see. So, actually, I, I can, I remember the moment that made me want to do stand-up. Um, 
That's crooked. Yeah. <laughs> it'll just bother. It'll, it'll just it'll bother just, people. It's gonna give every, me <laughs> every episode. Someone's gonna mention it, and we just have to figure out how long it how long into the episode it takes um, them. Oh god, this is like already giving me an eye twitch. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just like totally maxed out the mics here. All right, eye twitch. Let's do it. That's good. It's perfect. I think that I used my level. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> this is like <laughs> making my Tourette's come out. Um, no, okay. Um, I actually I remember the moment where I realized <laughs> I wanted to try stand up. Um, it was um, I was in LA for New Year's, um, like in 2015 when it became 2016. Uh-huh. Um, I was in LA. Um, which is where I'm from, and one of my best friends from college had moved back down to L.A. Um, she doesn't live there anymore, but at the time she was living there. Um, so so I, I was spending New Year's with her, and um, we decided to go see a UCB show, UCB L.A., and... Um, it wasn't like their normal run of shows cause it was New Year's Eve. And, um, we decided to go to one that I thought sounded really fun where the premise was UCB improvisers were trying new things that they, that they, that were like on their bucket list and they've always wanted to try and they wanted to kind of like knock it out of the list before it became 2016. Right. It was kind of yeah. like last chance to do something on your bucket list this year. I like that. Um, and it was, it was a super fun show. Um, like I remember one guy who had always wanted to, um, do like a pie eating contest so they just like held a pie eating contest i'm gonna um, write this down this sounds like a yeah this is actually should, a good premise right should, um no we should just submit this at the theater no i know i, I was i was saying like no 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 well it's i've thought about telling the story as as like in my in one of my sets but um yeah no it's i think it's a good idea for a show let's see so like one person did like a pie eating contest um one person Ah, now I'm like totally blanking on things that people did. But a lot of people's things were a lot of these improvisers wanted to try stand up. Um, oh. So yeah, so a lot of the a That's lot of the like things that night were just improvisers trying stand up for the first time. Um, and they were just doing like five minute sets, you know, and it was just really inspiring. They were, they were really good. And at the time I had just done improv. And so I was like identifying as an improviser. And so I think that was what put the idea in my head. I was like, oh, I can totally try this. Like if these people can do it and you know, it turned out okay. Like I, I should totally try this. Um, and, uh, and so that was like the first time I, I inceptioned myself with the idea and, um, every, every year, this, I was definitely going to put in my stand-up set every year before new year's, I buy a new moleskin notebook and I'm like, this year's going to be next year's going to be different. <laughs> and I like write down a bucket list in my, in my new moleskin notebook. And so that year I wrote try stand up. So that was for the year 2016. Um, and I'm really bad at fulfilling my new year's resolution. So it wasn't until this year, 2018, that you did that it. I did it, but in my defense, only having a two year gap is like pretty good relative say, to my other. You're probably <laughs> complete this year's 2020 then. <clears throat> oh, that's true. Yes, yeah, so you're yeah. just you're just working your way through the thing. You got you that's got a little true. behind, or maybe you had one, one year too busy and it carried over. Well, or or maybe just I my my New Year's resolutions take two years to complete. Ah, you know, I'm ah. like, you know, I'm on like a two year cycle. I'm like a member of Congress. <laughs> You're exactly like a member of Congress. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I was talking to somebody else who I had talked about stand-up with 
maybe that was just in person. The first time I knew I wanted to do stand up uh-huh. was in 2008. Wow, what was that moment? Summer. I uh, I had been watching stand up for a very long time. Uh-huh. I realized this the other day too, and I don't know if this is embarrassing to say or not. The first st- experience I had to stand up was the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Do you remember them? No. Player the Cable Guy. Yes, 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 yes. No, oh, I, I do Ron remember White, they came to Charlottesville. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like it was something they would do. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a friend whose family loved and watched it all the time. So that was a, my first, like, seeing stand-up. Uh-huh. And then I started, I got those three specials on LimeWire that I've talked about, I'm sure, before. Eddie Murphy, Raw, uh, Brian Regan, self-titled, and George Carlin, one of his. Uh-huh. So I had those from LimeWire, and I had those on repeat mm. all the time. LimeWire. So that made me really <laughs> love stand-up and really appreciate it. Okay. But it wasn't until I started watching a lot more stand-up, and it was a summer where I downloaded and watched every single Comedy Central Presents up to that time. Because mm-hmm. uh, the com- the what's it called, Comedy Central? They uh, they just ran them in order. One, okay. One that summer, so I had recorded all of them, and I watched them all. And the first moment I had, I was like, "When I do mine, I want mine to look." Like. And I was like, "Remember the backgrounds? You could design them. They weren't just their names." Do you ever see? Have you seen Comedy Central Presents? You're giving me looks um, I, like you have I don't think so. Basically, Comedy Central was this comedy channel, mm-hmm. channel 249 on DirecTV. Yeah, no, I, I know what Comedy Central is. I just, I don't oh. think I've seen it. Well, then, so yeah, they had a, they would basically give you your 22-minute special. Mm. Run your tight 20. Okay. Um, they would put it on, and it would be a half hour, and a half hour, and usually they'd put two in the 11 o'clock block or whatever. Um, and so they would do, like, different seasons. So, like, every comedian who's, like, really big now and really deep in the, like, that writing scene, like, that, the Pete Holmes group or whatever, mm-hmm. they all have a special, or a stand, a stand a presents, that's what they would call it. Okay. So I remember I watched them all, and I was like, I want to do that, and I want to have a background that looks however I want to design it kind of thing. So how do you want your background to look? You know, well, they, they took it away. They don't do that anymore. Mm. They just put your name up in the color. Well, if you still could, how would you want your background If I still could? I wanted honestly to be like the studio. That that would be good. Wood paneling and yeah. like a little, little shitty podcast setup. I think with, with the dildo in the background. Absolutely, you that know? would have to be in the background. Yeah. And they would tell me no, and then I would sneak in before <laughs> I hopped on, and they couldn't go in and remove it. And if they did, it would be an even bigger deal because it would so be like, great. did you guys see the uh, the Stowey special? The dildo got taken <laughs> off the set. They tried to cut away, but they got his arm. There's no other angle that they could use at that moment because he. Made sure to fill the beginning of a set with very look at me kind of comedy. The oh. Mastoe special actually has a nice ring to it. The Mastoe special, yeah, the Mastoe special. I don't know. I, you know? I, have a, I have a completely different relationship with the way my last name sounds than other people do. How so? Well, I used to really love getting called by my last name, and that was like two social groups ago. And every social group. I like that. That's how you count the passage of time. <laughs> like, how many social groups ago was this? Well, I'm telling you that this one expired this time. When they when they started calling you by your last name at the at the theater, I get called by Emma a lot at the theater. So, do you like that? Not particularly. Oh, how come? Well, here's the interesting thing. I was actually looking on the Facebook uh, memories. Mm-hmm. This is really embarrassing to say, do but it. I posted a status where I I wrote a quote that I had come up with like nine years ago. <laughs> what what was the quote? I don't I don't. Uh. No, please don't make me read that. This is not what I was I thinking. Um and I signed it John Mustoe and I'm like that looks weird. I don't like that. 
Also, I'd never heard you go by John. Well, I used to do that exclusively. Oh, really? Since from high school all the way through college. Oh. Then when I got to the theater here, actually, I started to decide, hey, no, I'll be called Jonathan. Oh, okay. So do you just prefer for us to call you Jonathan? That's my preference, but I don't mind being called Mr. Elliot, especially because I call... No, look, it's it's your your name. It's your name. But, like, I call him Jonathan Nelson. I call him Nelson. Okay. I call a lot of people by their last name. See, so I, well, but the thing is, I have a cool last name. So like, I have you to do accept, have a cool last name. Like Gantz, like I love calling Gantz Gantz mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Nelson. That's a cool last name too. Um, mm-hmm. Falarka, if I'm feeling saucy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, I like the idea of being able to allow people to call me that, but also knowing that I don't like it is a cool thing to kind of realize that I actually care about that because I never used to care. About what people called you? No. Well, look, let's let's settle it once and for all. Like, PSA, Jonathan wants you to call him Jonathan to yeah. all the listeners out there. And Annie would like you to call her Dr. Dinosaur. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know where you got that from. That's questions. <laughs> I'm an improviser, I guess. <laughs> Professional comedian. Un- someone, someone said that, I think at Big Bosses, that they are unpaid professional comedians or something oh, like that. that's good. Yeah. I was like, I hate this and I love this. Do you call yourself a comedian? Um, ooh. Mm. I like I this do. question. I call myself a comedian. I, um, I think, because <clears throat> I, I believe, I believe these two things. I think I'm a comedian, but I'm not funny. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, naturally, like, a funny guy. I just am smart enough to know when I found something that's funny. But I'm not like. Well, I think that because people think comedians are just like, oh, you're funny. Okay, there's like so many layers of thoughts to this. Okay, let me backtrack. Sometimes I say I do comedy. Sometimes I say I'm a comedian. I, I probably would, I say would much rather say I do. Comedy. I, I probably say I do comedy way more than I say like I'm a comedian because I, I feel like was the, if somebody says to you, "Are you a comedian?" You're not gonna say no because you are more yeah, a comedian that's, that's than true. you are. Not. I, that's true. I will it's say more yes of a lie to, to that. Say no, but that's true. But I probably yeah, say I do comedy. I do comedy. But okay, so I've like I have two thoughts to what you said about, like, you're a comedian, but you're not naturally funny. So, A, Ooh. I think that comedy's taught, right? I don't actually think there needs to be anything inherent about comedy. And, in fact, I really hate it when people say, like, I can never do it, I can never learn it. Because I'm like, you could literally learn it. Like, there's structure to comedy, right? Like, week one of stand-up, like, we learn the anatomy of a joke. Yeah. <clears throat> I, 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 this happened on Friday at the rehappening in the intro. Mm. Uh, I walked on stage with Gretchen, and I pointed to her, and we were the parents. And I, I, again, this is literally just taught. This isn't even, like, clever. It's like, I said, your father and I are very disappointed. I pointed to Gretchen, mm-hmm. making her the male and me the female. Mm-hmm. And that kind of um, an instant laugh. And I was like, that's not funny. That's just, like, that's, that's like, taught. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, these are things that you're taught. And, um, you know... So I, I don't I don't know if anyone needs to be like naturally or like you know like naturally or inherently funny, and I guess my other thought with that is that um, I mean comedy is relatable right like I don't know if it needs to be it's funny because it's relatable I don't know what funny means in a vacuum you know what I mean it's funny because, yeah because I, I guess that makes sense like I remember the first day in stand up class that I attended week two um, Pete was reading his premises uh-huh. and i was dying to an empty room to, no, to a quiet room it could have been empty for all the noise that's happening um what are you talking about we laughed a lot in that i was i laughed so easily i was probably laughing through the whole thing but the thing i think it was, i literally left that class thinking pete's a genius pete had some really funny premises but because it's relatable 
in, in, in a sense, it's familiar because I know Peter. Uh-huh. And, like, hearing him, first of all, hearing him do that is like, holy shit. But then how good it is, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I've heard this said a million times, so... <laughs> Still funny. It, dude, I still laugh at the punches. Dude, I, I wrote. St- I got like that group. It was is like so special to me. Like oh I still laugh at your set, even though I've heard it a million times. You've heard it the most. I've heard it a lot, but mm-hmm. I still, I still fucking laugh all the time. It is so funny, and so nice. I still remember jokes from that class when we were just spitballing premises that made me laugh so fucking hard. Oh, uh, do you have one? Um, <clears throat> like, um, ah, oh, like, I, there's two, there's two that I remember really distinctly. Um, so one is, I remember, um, one of, it was one of the teachers in the group, I think it was maybe Leia's, um, one of her jokes, uh-huh. um, something about how, um, like her kids know the most random things, her, her students, um, like they know the most random things, but they also don't know the most random things. Like she was talking about how like they, um, they like don't know, um, you know, what year America became a country, but like they do know that like a prison courtyard is where inmates walk around to get exercise. <laughs> and there was something about that that was so funny to me. And another very specific one that I remember is, um, I remember one of Pete's jokes on the first day of class, and I think you weren't there that day, but he was like, it's really weird to me that we sleep because it makes us vulnerable to being attacked. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture picture Pete saying it. It makes us really vulnerable (laughs) to being attacked. Oh my God, Pete. That's so good. I remember two, I remember two sets. That were exceptionally funny to me. Colleen did one where she went like, she was like, I had a lot of coffee that day. I thought or something like that. Uh-huh. It, was like a, it was almost seemingly manic of a set. And I we love were all Colleen's dying. style though. Her style is but, like a little she, like yeah, fast, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and it's so funny. She went really fast and it was like, yeah. this is amazing. It was one of the funniest <laughs> sets I've seen. And, the first uh, time Colleen did a set, if I, it blew my mind, dude. Yeah. I was like, I, 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 I love this. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, okay. I also... The other, the other uh, funny thing that happened was Pete's laptop set. Oh, <laughs> I really he Pete, put, bring he, your laptop back. <laughs> bring the laptop back. He put the laptop so funny. on the stool. It was like the second or third. Or it was like the first time I saw him go up. He was like he had to keep going back to check. And there's something <laughs> about it that we were all dying laughing because he he would just like he would like his face would be so happy and it would drop. And then he'd look at the screen, and he'd scroll. He's like, he's not scrolling. He keeps trying to scroll. And then he finds it, and he gets back up. His face still the same, and he goes... He just completely changes it. Like, you know when... Oh, oh, scroll. You, you know... <laughs> just like, just Pete. That's what I'm saying. That's why that was so funny to me, because I feel like it was relatable. That's what makes comedy relatable. Yeah, yeah. It was very relatable. Just to pull that out. That was, that was way too deep. Oh, my God. Um... Dan's joke about diversity <laughs> training and we, and him kill, almost killing his sister. I la- I will one. laugh at that until the day that I die. I remember we wrote the the, the diversity training one here. Oh, one of okay. The, one of the pre one of the pre mic open oh. mic sets where we were like we gotta get our set tight. <laughs> also, oh my gosh, those those guys. Yeah, the crew has been great. The crew is amazing. Also, you have been a top-notch comedy buddy. Oh, thank like, you. Like, top-notch Yeah, C-bud. you too. I feel Thanks, like I feel like we had the best duo. 
We had a really good duo. Yeah, yeah. sorry everybody else. Yeah. You missed out, guys. It is what it is. <laughs> it just happens this way. So, how do you feel that um, you're taking to it? I mean, we're still doing it. We're going to do mm-hmm. a thing tonight. At, is it Jacoby or Jacoji? I think it's Jacoji. Right? I, I prefer Kogi, I think. Kogi? Sounds cooler. I don't know. Um, funny story. Uh, oh, here we go. It, it's not It's not that funny. I'm going to sell it yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Jacoji is the first restaurant I ever ate at when I came to Richmond for the first time. Oh, mm-hmm. mine was Hibachi Box. Hmm. Where is that? On Harrison. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, it was like right after... Yeah, I need to go there. It's so good. I really wanted it yesterday with their clothes on Sundays. That's so sad. I'm so sorry for you. I, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. It, I've gone there like three times on their clothes. Like, let's go to a bachelor box, drive, park, walk up. Let's close. Who closes on a... What restaurant closes on a Sunday? Sunday is like prime At eating college day. college campus. Oh. Right on VCU. Like, they should close. That's that's weird, though. College, on a Monday. College students still need to eat on Sundays. They should never close. Why are they closing? Yeah, why are they closing? I guess because they're a small business. Um, fuck small businesses. No, I'm Whoa. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That is not the official stance of this podcast. <laughs> that that one's getting edited out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there goes our, there goes our pedestal, <laughs> business barrel, barrel. No, I'm kidding. I like small businesses. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. They're talking about... Stand up, but I actually am more interested in what you normally have for breakfast. Oh, what do I normally have for breakfast? Um, okay, let's see. I wake up and then I have a cup of Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Earl Grey tea with milk, and then Wait, I no sugar. No sugar. I'm trying to cut down on sugar. Me too, but I yeah. still put it in my coffee. Well, that's cool. I put it. Well, okay, so so I do have sugar because the next thing I eat is I have peanut butter, a slice of peanut butter toast, and then I sprinkle sugar on it. And then I make some eggs. I eat my breakfast. Oh my god! See, I don't know why. Wow. (laughs) And then I go to work, or I work from home, or at a coffee shop, or maybe I don't work that day. Maybe I just watch TV. (laughs) Jeez, you make it a whole thing. Well, I, I just, I, I eat it in parts. I don't know why, but I eat it individually in pieces. How much, how long does that take you? Mm, From tea It takes me, it takes me toast. a while to wake up. Like, I need to spend like... Yeah, here, here's the better question to set yeah. the frame. From the mo- what time do you wake up to what time do you have to leave the house? <clears throat> mm. here, I'm going I'm to tell you mine first. Okay. So, so it'll give you a second to, to piece it together. Mm-hmm. I have three alarms, 7.30... 7.35 and mm. 7.40. Mm. I have to leave the house at 8.15. Mm. And I, I shower that in the morning. That is so stressful for me. I, I, I could never do that. I need time to wake up. I, I like, could not do that. So as I'm saying, mine is approximately four, 45 to... What is that last? 35 to 45 minutes? That's how much time I give myself to get ready. And I look like a schmuck most days. <laughs> he, he, he put on a collared shirt and some fancy <laughs> shoes. His hair's wet. <laughs> Have a good day, kid. Oh man, i I wish it. I wish I could get ready faster because I feel like I could save some time, Hello. but I can't. Okay, so he, here's here's the thing. Um, because I don't work a normal nine to five job, I don't really need to be there at a specific time. 
Um, especially cause my classes are always scheduled to be in the afternoons. Uh-huh. Um, so, so like I'll, I'll like answer, I'll do a little work at home first. Like I'll answer emails and I'll like do a little work at home before I actually leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like start work at home. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, that complicates things. Cause you have the, uh, that, well see, maybe that, that it helped influence it cause you have the time. That's true. That's true. Like I, I don't have like a, like an appointment until later. So yeah, I got yeah. I gotta be at work at eight thirty. Oh, that sucks. Why oh. not nine? Eight thirty so early. I don't mind because I get out at five. Mm. Five on the dot, so I have plenty of time for the evening activities. Okay. Yeah. Like I had time to clean my house. Did you clean your house? No, I went shopping. <laughs> and watched the office when I came home. Oh. I actually didn't change out of my work clothes until like a minute before I got here. Oh my I was god! Still putting my shirt on. You you didn't want to be like business, Jonathan, for me. Well, I waited for a long time. Uh, excuse me. You would have seen black pointy shoes and a blue, oh, a white shit. blue button up. I got here on time. Yeah, you did. I just <laughs> I got impatient. <laughs> um, yeah, you've is that every day the same thing? Tea. Um. Yes, I'm a creature of habit. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would make you change that up? Uh, so I actually did change it up because before I used to drink coffee. Um, and then I went from coffee, regular coffee to decaf coffee, and then I went from decaf coffee to tea. Tea caffeinated? Yes, the tea is caffeinated. But decaf coffee has some caffeine in it, too. Oh. It just has less. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What has more, what has more caffeine, decaf coffee or tea? Uh, I think tea might, like black tea might have a little more caffeine, I think. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know a lot about tea. I don't like tea. You don't like tea? How come? Taste. I don't like coffee. I have to have for sugar. Are you serious? I have to to doctor it up. Wow. Do you just don't like the taste? No. I have a very, I have a very sweet palate. I grew up, I grew up eating a lot of sweets. Oh. Where did you grow up again? St. George, Utah. Oh, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. How's geography influence that decision? (laughs) My mom didn't cook. She cooked to feed. Okay. Which is a phrase I think I learned two weeks ago. I like it. It's a good phrase. Right? Yeah. It's a good phrase. You know what I'm talking about. I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. From, From the phrase. That's a good phrase. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, laughing? so 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 you did you go from there to college in, in New Orleans? No, I went to Missouri for a year, South mm-hmm. Carolina for two, and then I ended up in Louisiana. Okay. <clears throat> and then I went to college in New Orleans. And then from there you moved to Richmond. Yep. So when when did you move to Richmond? September second, twenty sixteen. You know, it's so funny. Like I, I think it's because I um, didn't get involved with coalition until this year, uh-huh. which is crazy to think. Actually, yeah, um, yeah right. But um, you, came, you came for auditions. I came for auditions. Aud- the first time you ever- auditions. Yep, auditions for the house team was literally the first time I ever stepped foot in the theater. That's crazy. <laughs> which is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so I think in my head, I always thought that you you guys have all been here long, like way longer way than longer, me. Yeah. When when actually no, like a lot of us got here at around the same time. Well, I will say you are newer because I got there in the July before you got there. Okay, I mean, I got here in August. So we had a good, but I wasn't like good friends with any anyone really. Maybe just oh, sorry, you meant the theater. I, I meant Richmond. I meant the theater. So when did you join the theater? Like July of twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. So you, so you got here like six months before I did. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. A bunch of us had, well, I'm the newer of like our like group or wave or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like they all have been there for like six months longer than I have. Gotcha. So they have okay. a lot more time together. Well, the, you know, it's so interesting. Like, I don't know why I always had this image where you guys had been there for like years, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> huh? Like you guys, you mean like me, Pete, Dan, Anthony? Yeah. Just kind of like our 
group. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Maybe like the slot of like house teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good way to kind of put it. No, that's funny. No, I've only been... I've, that's so funny. year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like sometimes when I don't think about it, it feels like I've been in coalition longer than I yeah. actually have. Like it's really crazy to me that I, I didn't even go to coalition until February of this year. It's crazy to think about all the time I wasted in Richmond not going to that <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, I would have been so much better in I, I right agree. Now. I'm like, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. It's so crazy. That's one of the things. So what made you, What? where did you find out, what made you want to go to auditions then, if that was the first time you had? Yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. Well, so, so I, I moved here from the Bay Area in um, August of 2016. And I moved here because of my job. I got a job at UVA. And um, so I, I was already an improviser, and it was, like, already, like, really important to me. So the first thing that I did when I got my job offer was, like, I was, like, Googling. <laughs> I was, like, improv in Charlottesville and Richmond. I was, like, I need to make sure there are companies here. Otherwise, I'm not coming here. Um, and so I think that was the probably the first time where I, like, looked up the Coalition website, and I was, like, okay, like, there are improv companies out here. Like, I'll be fine. Um, so then I move out here to Charlottesville. Um, which is where I still live. And, um, I think just like the first two years on the job were just, it was really, it was like, it was really hard. It was really busy. I was like a little overwhelmed. Uh, and you're still um, acclimating. Now I feel okay. Like now yeah, I feel, now yeah, no, no, I feel like I'm okay. Um, I'm not, not that like I know everything, but, but you've just, got, you've got your routine. Yeah. Then. You, know I, how, I have, you know how to navigate your world. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like I, I kind of like have the, the kind of groove down a little bit more. Um, and, uh, so I was just doing, um, I was doing improv in Charlottesville when I, when I first got there. Um, and, and like that, and like those guys are awesome and I like them a lot. And, um, but they mostly do short form. Uh. Um, and I, and I was trained as like a long form improviser. So my, co- my old company is like pretty much like exactly s- structured very similarly to coalition. Sure. Um, and so I, I've always been like a long form improviser and I just really missed it. Um, and so, um, and so my kind of like second year here, I was like, let me try to like get back into long form. Um, and so um, it was like the winter of 2017. Yeah. So actually it was just a year ago. Wow. That's so crazy. Literally just a year ago. Um, I um, did a bunch of workshops at a, a festival at, at Shore Pump um, at Comedy Sports Festivus. And, um, there I actually met Sarah, um, Powers. Yes. Sarah Powers is her last name. The one who performs at comedy sports. No. Uh, well she, it's, um, she's, she was in coalition. She moved to Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Sarah Powers. Sarah Powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I met her because we were, we got paired for an exercise. Um, and, um, I thought she was great, and is, and, yeah. and you know she talked about how she was like she did long form at Coalition, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's right. Like this was the company I looked up when I first got here, and like I haven't thought about them in a while, and so I put myself on the mailing list for Coalition, um, and like and and that was right when they announced auditions too. Right, it was like winter of 2017 slash early 2018. Um, yeah, because I think this happened in January or February, if I'm correct. Auditions were February of 2018. Okay, yeah, I, think. I remember that's when I was. Yeah, <clears throat> I was on. I was still at the place I worked last. And they gave me a bunch of shit for taking off to go audition. But auditions were on weekends. Yeah, I worked on weekends at that place. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I, you know what I realized? I don't actually really know what you do. So you have to tell me what you do after I finish my story. <laughs> I'm not telling you what I do. I'm like, really? I'm not gonna bore people with my job. Oh, but I want to know. I'll tell you later. Um. Okay. Yeah. And um. 
so so, saw I, so, so, so I saw that there were auditions and so I signed up and um and and I went and Dan Falarco was the first person I met uh, at auditions. Daniel. And he hated me. <laughs> still does. What? Still does. What? Can I say something funny? Yeah, that's true. Tell me. Um, and I hope I'm not outing Matthew on this one. Mm, he used to hate me, he right? He used to hate you. Yes, I love that. He used to hate the Wait, shit out of me. Wait, tell me. Tell me everything. The, so we went out for <laughs> auditions just to, like, go. It was like, let's have this experience. Like, we had no plans of making it onto a team. And we both did. But I remember leaving the... The audition that you were in mm-hmm. that so so were we all in the same group <coughs> first one yeah so for I'm pretty sure it was the first one I don't I'm not I remember he and I left it was cold and like rainy outside or something he and I left and walked uh, out sorry I got distracted um, I remember it was rainy it was but, rainy we walked yeah. out and he was complaining about how you basically you initiated strong and drove scenes, and I think you even know butted a bit. Oh, okay, all you right. You, I was being you, an you asshole. Had a, you had a little. You were being a I huge asshole. I was being asshole. an asshole. Yeah, you were. I love that. That yeah. is so funny. Yeah, that was that was our first experience, and I was like, I was like, so the first thing I said was, I was like, I was like, golly, I remember it was. Uh, I didn't notice it. Uh huh. Um. I think I did notice it once. I was like, oh, that's just what happens sometimes. Yeah. But I remember him just being so mad. And I'm just like, jeez, man, calm down. Like, whatever. And we got callbacks and he's like, oh, great. I'm probably going to be paired up with uh, whoever that one chick is. <laughs> Never going to make it. Or something like that. He was just so, yeah, you were a dick. That I, is. <laughs> I noticed it in the next one. I think we went next in the same group. I just remember... That is so funny. And we might not have. I might have been in the group before him, but y'all might have been together. Because I think he came up and he was like, she did it again! Or something like that. <laughs> um, and then y'all had to be on a team. And when yeah. he found out, he's like, dude, guess who's on my team? Uh, that chick, dude. <laughs> yes. That girl. That woman. And I was he, like... <laughs> he told me that and I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I'm so glad he told you. Sorry, someone asked me Someone asked me for my address and I, I thought for sure... It was somebody who like shouldn't have known where I lived. Did you did you double book me? Did you like have a backup? Someone sending podcaster? a Christmas card. Oh, my friend Courtney. No, I actually thank you for doing the show on such short notice. We planned this yesterday. Yes, we did, but that's what I forgot to get a guest for today. Oh, <laughs> well, I had I had a couple people who I had asked about, but then I forgot about the Jacoby or that thing. That thing mm. I brought up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to miss that. I think it's the first one they're doing there, so. Yeah, I wanted to be there for the inaugural one too. Absolutely, but, and also half price wings. Yeah. Half I want to I I take advantage before they, they realize how dumb they are. <laughs> That's a terrible decision. Are you going to get the honey butter one? Honey butter, honey Peter. butter. <laughs> um, what was what was your first creative moment? Um. Yeah. I. Uh, you know. I. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't. <laughs> Your your active listening is distracting right yeah, now. Totally. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, I I actually was thinking about this recently because um, I was having a conversation with I think it was maybe Drew like at at one of the like after one of the shows recently, and he was asking me like what what were like the early comedy like what was like the early comedy stuff you watched, and 
I think I realized that I didn't really get into comedy until like almost until I just started doing it. Uh Um, like, like, like getting into the idea of doing it. Well, I think that, um, I think that when I was younger, I, I thought that comedy was like white guys. Right. So I think that for the longest time I was like, this is not for me. Like, this is not, it doesn't look like me and it's not for me. Yeah. And which I think if I had done a little bit more research, I would have, I I was like clearly wrong. Right. Like there's like a history of, of like female comedians who've like done really important work. Right. Like, and also people of color and, and people of color. Right. And so, and so like, Partly, it was just like I didn't, I hadn't done my homework. Yeah. Um, but also, th- but, there is a there is that push, especially probably when you were first looking at it. Mm-hmm. That was like predominantly what it was. Yeah, I, I agree. So I, I, th- I think I, I was like wrong. I think I was wrong, but at the same time, it's not what it is now, right? Where yeah. now, like female, like awesome female comedians and people of color are like not just doing good work, but like getting platforms, and it's like, and it yeah. feels much more diverse, um, even though it's like not perfect. But um, sure. no, but so I think that. Um, I think that for the longest time, I, I just, I had kind of like written it off, right? I was yeah. like, this is not for me. Um, even though I, so I realized actually that, um, I, I did watch a lot of like, I love Lucy because it was just kind of always on. So that was maybe kind of like my earliest exposure to comedy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I honestly, it wasn't until, um, like I was maybe like in college when I started like noticing people like Tina Fey. Um, and I was like, okay, like. She's like smart and cool, and I was like, "That that's cool," and um, and I still remember like um, the first comedy I really really loved was actually Thirty Rock, and my friend made me watch it, and I still remember the episode that he made me watch. It was the one where James Franco was on it, um, and and I think that was the moment where it was like, "Oh, like this is something that I can actually relate to," um, and so by that time I was like already in grad school. Um, and so I, I think I kind of didn't open myself up to comedy until pretty late actually. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same. I felt <clears throat> a similar feeling for a different reason. I felt like I couldn't do it just because it didn't seem like something I could do. Why did you think that? I don't know. I, I remember I had a couple tiny, tiny inklings of starting to write jokes back in the year after I watched like all those specials and I was like, this is what I would start my show with or whatever. And like. Having ideas, but not having really any experiences or any training in a way to be funny or mm-hmm. be on stage or be yeah. a presence or be a character kind of thing where it's like, you can't just be awkward and also a little clever and be a comedian. So I don't think I was ready. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't ready, but it wasn't until way after I probably could have been ready that I went for it. Mm. So what, so you started doing comedy at Coalition, right? Yeah. That's my first like thing. So what, what made you sign up, like, when you did, and, you know, what oh, made you take uh, first I love this story. Yeah. I was on a Tinder date. Ah. And we went, she's like, let's go, we had, a, we had plans to just go get a drink or something. <clears throat> and then she's like, let's go see a show. I'm like, that sounds fun. And she sent me a link, and I bought my ticket. It was a Friday 8 o'clock show. Um, KGB, Kremlin Game Broadcast. Mm. And I bought my ticket online, so I got emails. And then they had something about classes and a free view. I remember I was kind of freaking out. I went to the free view. And actually the first person I met there who I realized is someone who I met way later for the real first time. Um, I didn't remember. 
Uh, but Pajor did my did did that uh, thing. I met Lex Laurel there too. The first person I met. She's not really around anymore. She's okay. in Texas. Yeah. But um, shout out to her. But uh, so then David did my free view, and I got into a class, and then yeah, but it just took off. It just like yanked me. Once I got in the class, like once I set the hook in the mouth, it just, it just <laughs> gone. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and then so yeah, I got into it on complete accident. I like that. That's but, really awesome. But in the same vein, the kind of like, because I, I think I started doing, I think I, around the same time I started doing, I took the free view and everything, uh-huh. I started doing this podcast. I just wow, are you serious? That's true. You've been doing this podcast for a really long time. Year and a half. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah. So it was like, um, so the, actually, the woman in the jokes that my set's about. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, which joke? The one I started my set with. The, oh, wait, the, you know, your, the X. The X. In the bathroom one? The bath? Oh, no. That was, that was Oh, oh no, 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 the Kroger shopping list. Yeah, that her, one. the okay. Kroger card one and all the other things. Wait, she's the one. She, she's the one. She's, no, 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 that's not her. Oh, okay. Um, I dated her before, and it was really hard getting over her, and then I dated the other, mm. like, it was a kind of a rebound. Okay. She was very mean, very emotionally oh, abusive. what a bitch. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> I, saw, I had to bike past her house, like, every day. Oh, no. Just find her stupid uh, model of car. And, stupid fucking car. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's what inspired the joke about being afraid of seeing my ex when I'm out in public. Oh, or falling, the, uh, she's the uh, redhead. She's the redhead. No, well, that was a different one. You have so many exes. <laughs> I'm naming two. The one who I got in a relationship with, and it was very serious. So we broke up, and then like the girl I dated after that. Okay. And I dated the first girl for like a week after that, trying to like start things up. And that was my one-on-one showcase. Oh. So after, so all of this kind of coincided into this thing where it's like I'm creating a new identity, new projects, investing in artistic, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where all these things started from. And that's when that's when I made the heat of like I'm going to do stand up one day, and I started writing. Wow, okay, so stand-up was, like, the first thing that you wanted to do. No, podcasting was the first thing I did. Okay. Because I had been doing yeah. it with my friends on a, on a show we had all put, put together. Okay. Um, and then that failed. I got through, like, 11 episodes. Okay. <clears throat> Too much editing. Okay. Which is why this show has no editing, Annie. Mm-hmm. That's why I will not be editing this episode. Fuck. Yeah. What if I say something really dumb? I'll go back and fix things that need to be oh, fixed. I think you. I blew out the mic earlier. I'm sorry, I'll go back and fix that. Um, Never scream into the mic. I get really close, really excited. Yeah, Pat, really distracted. Pat, Pat would be very disappointed. In well, you. he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> you don't know that. He does not. <laughs> I'm, 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 I, he would be surprised to hear I had a show. The first time he'll hear about it is when I ask him to do it. Mm. Oh, you should ask him to do it. He'll be a fun one. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably gonna. Hopefully, he'll be around. Anyway, um, I had this one. I started writing with. Okay, it is confusing. Um, that. So the, the emotionally abusive one. It's so funny to talk about this again because I used to talk about it all the time in the earlier episodes. Okay. And now it's a thing. Now I we're revisiting about in a while. past pains. That's a th- common thread for me. Oh, okay. Apparently, um, no, just <laughs> because I'm. I feel like I'm trying to relate on a. I feel like I'm just going on my own tangent now. But whatever, right? That's fine. I mean, I like tangents. Yeah. I like your tangents. Okay. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Your tangents are so cute. Your tangents are, are amazing, Jonathan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, so, so when I was like ha- hanging out with her or going out with her for a very short time, like that's when all these creative projects were flourishing. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. Did my first set 
in that thing. Had podcasts, had guests on my podcast. I was up to like 10 at that point. Like a lot of things were happening around that time. And that's one of the things I was like, I'm going to do stand up. And I had written jokes. I had a hilarious Applebee's joke. I had mm. a joke where I tell the story about how I got really drunk and dropped <clears throat> an entire roll of toilet paper in the toilet <laughs> after I had peed. <laughs> And then instead of dealing with it, I hid it behind the toilet tank and it stayed there. I'm pretty sure it's probably still there. But it stayed there <laughs> at least as long as her and I were dating. Wow. That was a terrible person. I like that. That's a terrible thing to I, say. That's okay. I like being a terrible person sometimes. I don't mind it because of how terrible she was. She was the worst. But so, um, so stand-up fell off for me mm, okay. as well as music did. Okay. And then they slowly started coming back on. Once, similar to you, I had kind of figured out how to exist in my space. Yeah. Yep. I knew how to do, I knew how I was doing theater stuff. I knew how I was doing my life, my job. Mm-hmm. No question marks there because I was believe I was transitioning from one job to another. Mm-hmm. So... You still haven't told me what exactly your job is. I'm a researcher. What do you research? Commercial real estate. Okay. It doesn't get any more interesting than what I just said. <laughs> I like it. Now I know. There you go. I just felt I, I felt like I needed to know my comedy buddy's friend's job. You're, you're a teacher. I yeah, I'm a teacher. Is that is that not accurate? Uh, no, that's yeah. I'm, uh, you're a professor. Um, no, it, so, you Doctor. know, it's, it's funny. It's like, I, I realized, I realized like a little ways into the job that I'm really more of like, I'm a writer who happens to teach two classes a week. That's actually where most of my time goes is writing. There you go. Yeah. That, that explains why your comedy is so good. Cause you, you're a really good writer. No, I am such a slacker when it comes to stand up. Like I didn't I feel say like you I didn't say you, you were you were good at getting material, but when you do get material, <laughs> it's good. That's what I'm saying. Oh thanks. That was that was a that was a compliment that also was an insult, which is what makes it all it the was more genius. More, it was more a compliment and a pointing out of something about you that you don't like to admit sometimes. This is just this is me saying that's true, and also here's a nice thing. Oh, okay. It was like a it was a feedback sandwich. Except it was like there was it's, it was open face. It was open face. <laughs> open face feedback sandwich. So <laughs> we get oh, our comedy genre. Every good. Once we earn pretty it. good. Oh, that's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> where we earn the comedy genre for the show. <laughs> we just made sure this podcast was a comedic one via that one joke. I kind of want that to become like a, a phrase. Why are you you're lighting a second candle? Hell yeah. Oh my god. This is the comedy candle. We, do you think we, earn, we, the, we earn the genre. <laughs> do you think we need more ambiance? I have, two, that, I have two more candles if we really need. Shit. Light them all. I don't have them here though. They're in the other room. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. that, That's okay. I think we have enough ambiance. Are you just going to hold the lighter? The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a good amount of ambiance right now. Well, so that. So actually, that's so funny. That, that's something I want to start as a phrase. Like, mm. um,. I have two things that I say all the time. Two phrases that are unique to me. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome back to the producers is how I open the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, whenever something funny happens that I think is genuinely funny, I say that's where we earn our comedy genre. Because this is technically okay. a comedy podcast that doesn't feature a lot of comedy. I mean, that's okay. You know, no, it's totally fine. But it's like, why are, we yeah. under, why are we under comedy? Hmm. Well, now well, now we deserve to be under comedy see, because that, of that one. The joke. comedy candle. The comedy. I'm gonna candle. buy these and put like a <laughs> sticker on them and then sell them for three times as much. Oh, I love that. And the stickers will be free because uh, I know someone who can help me with those. There you go. There I won't have that person. Um, 
<laughs> so you said you took improv on, in the Bay Area? I did, yeah. It's where I learned. It's where I first learned how to do improv. Which uh, which theater? Um, End Games Theater. Ooh. Shout out to End Games. Yeah, I was saying um, you should have sh- shouted them out earlier. Yeah, no, I my um, my first comedy home, my comedy origin story was um, End Games. It was a company um, in the Mission District in San Francisco, and they remind me a lot of Coalition. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they, they. I think they actually got started at around the same time, like 2010, 2011. And, um, it started as this like small scrappy company and it like grew and I was like part of that initial growth and it was awesome to see that happen. And they're like super, you know, they're like established now and they have like multiple, they own multiple theater spaces now, um, and like practice spaces. And it's, it's been like super awesome to see. Yeah. I always love hearing theaters do, do good things. Yeah, no, it's 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 really awesome. And, um, you know, they're structured in the same way. Like, the, I feel like we all kind of structure our classes the way that IO does. Uh-huh. Um, well, that would be Patrick Gantz, so. Yeah. Um, I wonder who went from IO to uh, Endgames. Um, I mean, that, that's that's got to be, like, yeah, part so, of it. Yeah, so, so Endgames was started by... Um, I think it was it was started by like a core group of people, kind of like how Coalition was. Um, I don't know if they like went directly from IO to the Bay Area. Like they definitely, I think, had training. I don't actually know. Huh. That's a good question. But um, I will say the one thing I really like about Coalition is that um, in addition to improv, we do a lot of sketch and stand up, yeah. which has been awesome to get into. Um, End Games has at least when I was there, it was, it was pretty much all improv. I think um, that's how it started at the theater too. You think what? I think that's how it started at the theater too. Mm. The coalition. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe if I maybe, maybe if I if I go back, go back to Manhattan. Check their check their website. Things will be different. Check that website. Check that website. Games Improv. <laughs> probably is their at. Dot <laughs> com. Right. Not that net. It's uh. I don't. I don't know. Endgames. I don't. Games. Dot net. You guys go there. I don't. Dot gov. Dot gov. I, don't, I haven't memorized, but I'm oh. pretty sure it's dot gov. <laughs> pretty sure it's dot gov. That, that makes sense. <laughs> I got a dot .org uh, for the the network I'm putting up. Uh-huh. I got rvapodcast.org. Oh, that's pretty good. That's cool, right? I like dot it. .org? Dot .org sounds official for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, yeah. wait. Ooh, they're an organization. .org sounds good. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was either that or like rvapodcast1.com. I'm like, fuck that. Mm-mm-mm. You don't want, the, you don't want that, that. The one. No numbers. That number. Yeah, no numbers. Uh, numbers is amateur hour. That's one of my favorite things about my last name, too, is on most sites or whatever I can get Mistoe. Mm, that's true. If something new comes out, I always try to reserve my name because I don't have it on anything. I like that um, on Instagram, it's like, Mistoe. Mistoe. <laughs> yeah, I um that was, that was a good call. Rather than adding a stupid number behind it, which is what I did. Anyone? You, you just have extra Ys. Yeah, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, only people who listen to Pandora do that shit. Dude, I will... Fucking give a shout out to Pandora, supplying the music of my (sighs) life. All these (sighs) 90s and 2000s hit songs. Spotify's radio, too. Spotify radio fucking sucks. It's okay. (laughs) At least I can listen to whatever song I want. You know, I don't even care. I love Pandora. I'm not ashamed of it. That's so crazy. (laughs) That's so crazy. I I, listen uh, to Pandora exclusively. I, I like having ads come up when I'm in the middle of trying to enjoy some music. Yeah. I like it. If you're like putting it on at like work or someone you know, else is in the room, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be. Free gift <laughs> ad comes on um, with a sensual lady voice like that. Doesn't listen, put man. You off. I don't want to be too happy. I want to be slightly miserable sure. all the time. You know. 
American it, dream, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, you know, if I'm totally happy, then I'm probably dead, you know? <laughs> this way, I know I'm alive if I'm slightly miserable and frustrated. Ooh. You know? So you're a psychopath. <laughs> Are, probably, aren't probably, we that, all? That probably goes against the definition of psychopath. <laughs> I love that. Um, what was it? What were we saying before I got off track? Um, we were talking about... Uh, you were asking me about my old company. And what else were we talking about? Was it? Man, it was like not that long ago. Well, company, theater... You said something I like about the Coalition Theater. They do a lot of sketches. Well, what, what else have you always wanted to know about me? Like, uh, what what have you been dying to ask me? Um, what kind of shampoo do you use? Um, I use two different kinds of shampoo. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. So my normal shampoo is just like Pantene Pro-V. Sure. And my other shampoo is when I'm dyeing my hair. Oh, do you dye your hair? I do dye my hair. Cause the, oh, the color on the bottom. The... Yeah, the ends are bleached, and if I and I have this really cool shampoo where it actually dyes it a color when I wash it. So if I feel like dyeing it, then I use that shampoo. Mm-hmm. Huh? I've never once dyed my hair. Not no, weird. You should. It's fun. I don't think I want to. Really? I don't think I. Can, I don't think I can pull it off. Will you let me dye your hair? No. <laughs> that sounds so terrifying. Can I dye your eyebrows? No. <laughs> I have, to, I have to be presentable. I have to, I'm, I'm nine to five. That's true. You do have a nine to five. Can't be like Vinny dyeing my hair blue over the weekend, <laughs> shaving it all off. That's true. You could. You could just, we'll dye it a crazy color. That way you can have the experience and then you'll shave it off and I then you can go back weird, to work. weird shaved head. I can't do this. How do you know that? Have you ever shaved your head? I have not. Not since I was a little boy. Wow. So maybe you'll love it. We should try it. No. I have a we weird tag let's on do my it. head. But maybe it's awesome, and you're not letting the world see it. I don't like. This. Let's do it before I don't like open this mic part tonight. Of the <laughs> Let's do this before <laughs> we're gonna do go, this on we go on stage. It'll be a joke, right? Ah. Ah. Um, okay, can I ask you something now? You just yes. Fine. Okay, just just because you asked me a deeply personal question about my shampoo preferences. Oh, what? Okay. Okay. Let what me have think. you always wanted to Let know me about? What me. have I always wanted to know about you? <laughs> um. Um, okay, let's see. What? Oh, this is anticipation. (laughs) I'm trying to think if I should ask a really deep question or a really superficial question, you know? Chevrolet makes me look good. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, no, okay. Actually, I'm genuinely curious about this. I'll, okay. I'll stay. I'll stay in. Um, I'll stay like consistent with the bathroom theme. Oh, sure. You know, because you asked me about shampoo. Okay. Um, what order of body parts do you like? When, I, when, I when you're showering, like, what's the order of, of the body parts? There yeah. is an order. <laughs> I know. We all have an order. It's like this. Okay, so that's the left arm. Then I do this. Then you do your chest. Then I do <laughs> you do your right, right arm. arm. And then I do left top leg. <laughs> left, okay, left and top leg. And then I go leg. the full right leg. Okay. And then I bring it back to the left leg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I do everything else. Front to back. Okay, front to back. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I actually went through it. I like that you felt that you needed to, like, act it out. 
Yeah, I didn't you do that. I didn't I didn't do it very thorough though. I didn't like <clears throat> yeah, actually hit all the, the And then do you wash your hair? After? I did that first. You oh you wash your hair first. No, no, what you're supposed to do? I don't know. I wash my hair last. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Isn't it weird? I don't yeah. know. I've always done. <laughs> I guess. Wait, actually, your way makes more sense because it's like you start from the top to the bottom. So I don't, I don't know why I'd wash my hair last. It's like you're taught, I guess. I also would do shampoo first so you could, if I'm doing conditioner and you leave that in the whole time you're in the shower. Mm, I don't do conditioner. Well, I don't do it very often because my hair, I'm trying to grow my hair out and it looks real weird. Really? How long are you going to grow your hair? Just want it to be a little longer on the mm, sides. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll look good on me. I think okay. you. I think you can pull it off. I know I can pull it off. Mm. Although it's a weird in between stage as it typically is. I think it looks good right now. It's like a good length right now. Oh, it looks thanks. clean. Yeah, for now. Mm. That's when this is when it gets crazy. Um, I heard that mullets are coming back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm bringing them back. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> I always say if I was a little bit edgier in high school, I would have been the kid who grew his hair out real long. Like, mm. like, ponytail length. Oh, yeah. You know that kid? I know that kid. It's not too late to be that kid. It's too late to be that kid. It's not too late. You're a comedian. You can do whatever you want. Oh, am I a comedian now? You're a comedian no. now. All right. All right. That's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> so, writing. Would you say that, like, the work you're writing that involves your work, is that very creative? Mm. Um... I think that research requires a certain amount of creativity. Um, yes, but it's and how you find information, how you collect it, and how you organize and prepare it. Yeah, and I think that there's creativity involved in thinking about the types of questions that you want to study and the things that are still unanswered in the world, and and I think that there's creativity in thinking about how to go about answering those questions. So I think that there is creativity. Um, I don't, I, I don't always feel as free as I do when I'm writing for comedy, probably cause I'm like stressed cause it's work. Um, but I think that there is creativity in research. Yeah. I, th- I feel like there can be, I feel like it's just matters of how you approach it and realistically what the, I guess the demands are. What the what? What the demands are. Mm-hmm. There's this ongoing conversation on the show <clears throat> lately, past like six episodes, actually since Hambright's, um, where I'm really curious about the connection between w- your work when it's creative versus when it's not creative mm-hmm. and how that affects your creative self outside of work. Hmm. Okay. So I have a very non-creative job. Yeah. I don't have to do a lot of thinking. Yeah. It's more like focusing on the specific things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's all pretty straightforward. No room for trying to f- solve this problem. Maybe yeah. maybe a little like problem solving to get difficult information or work with someone who's being difficult. But like nothing really creative. It's like pulling from the brain I use most evenings with the theater, right? Mm-hmm. But does that necessarily mean I'm more equipped to be creative when I get off? <clears throat> Or does someone who brings that into their normal life? Yeah, like do you uh, do you do you store a finite amount of creativity and then it all comes out in the evening? Yeah, I guess you that's know? kind of the, the, the stupid question. Like, is that really what you fucking do? Stupid. Well, have you ever wanted to get a more creative job? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I always wanted to get into like graphic design. Mm, okay. And uh, honestly, the idea of doing 
something in the career of podcasting sounds like really cool. Okay. You do have a very good podcasty voice. I I have thought that when I listen to these episodes. And that is something that feels weird to hear because I don't I'm in the majority of people who don't like the sound of their voice. Yeah, we we've talked about this. Thank God you're you're you invited me on after we took the stand up class because Pat made us record our sets and I used to hate the sound of my voice and now I'm accustomed to it. I don't I, I never I've never listened to a single You've set never listened of. to one of your sets? Oh, dude, you gotta go back and listen. I listen to more of yours than any of mine. Shut up. Listen to all yours. What? All the ones you sent me. Oh. And the ones I was there for. Thanks, man. Seabud love. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I hate. I can't listen to my own damn dude, show. You have to listen to your own. No way. That's how you improve. That's where you you see where the laughs are. Interesting. No, I've never done that. Also, I, I used to hate the sound of my voice, and I kind of still do sometimes, but you just get used to it. Like, I just grip my teeth and listen it's to my set, and it's it's fine. Maybe one day I'll revisit sets of old, although a lot of them, half of them, we just, like, running over my set in my car or, or in my office or something. I, I find that the most useful ones are when I'm actually doing it in front of the audience, because I don't know for sure what's going to get a laugh until, like, I do it, right? And you know this, and... Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to somebody after I said I did it, beans, bits, and brews, and they were telling me how big one thing I said, how big of a laugh that thing got. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't even, that wasn't a punch, and I didn't even notice. Yeah, I know. You just, you never know. It's it's so, inter- that's like one of the things I love about, about this. You just never know, actually, what's going to get a laugh for sure. I thought the crowd I was at, they were going to love my anima joke. And they did not. Oh. They gave me faces of, ooh. Oh. How was that room? I still haven't done it yet. It's a great room. Yeah? Sarah puts on a great room. Yeah, Sarah's awesome, and I love that we have that room. It's such a good room. So it falls on Thursdays, and I do a lot of refineries. Mm, that's true. But, um, okay. Uh, so, yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that your job, with however much creativity it takes, really affects uh, your creativity? Um, being a writer, I, I think that, I think that my job does, um, inspire creativity sometimes, which is, which is great. Um, I probably don't feel as like liberated as I do when I'm writing comedy right now. Um, just because, um just like because of my status in my job. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to like when I'm a few more years in and I can just kind of like do whatever I want. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, like I, I, I do like that. I'm, I'm staring at the crooked post. No, no, I just wanted, I just forgot I hadn't seen it. Yeah, no, it's nice. I'm never going to see it because it's it's nice and crooked. (laughs) Do you want me to bring out another one? We can put, we can put another one. Oh, that'd be so cool that people yeah. would like, why are there two of yeah, these? Yeah, why are there two of these? And they're equally crooked. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can punish myself. Oh, oh, no, oh yeah, no. Like anything else you put up in this room now necessarily has to be crooked. Definitely. Everything is pretty crooked in here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Not very many straight lines. I like it though. That's, the, that's the theme of this room. Wood paneling and... Crooked, imperfect decisions. <laughs> Who wants perfect, though? You know, perfect's not relatable. Perfect's not funny. But it's sexy. Is it, though? Is this sexy? 
This is pretty sexy. Yeah, it's like a dark paneled room. You know, that that's pretty sexy. It's like a, it's got like the dark reddish wood. That's true. You know, that's true. I will say that. Um, I don't know. It's so funny thinking about this room in the two in two different ways. In one way, where it's like, this is like this was like someone's office before. I think. And then thinking mm-hmm. of what it is now, and then what it'll be like when the next person lives here. Mm-hmm. Like, and what it'll be like after you're dead. I don't care about it then. <laughs> I care about it in two years when I'm in a new apartment or whatever. <laughs> I, it's so... it's so. Yeah, it's so weird that this is, this is what has become of this thing that started out as a smaller thing. And that's why I look at our stand-up and I'm like, it's so small, but like, I'm bringing it back to stand-up. It's... It's so small, but but what? It's going to get bigger. Our, our stand-up? Pete, Pete wants to start his own room. Oh, yeah, Remember? that's right. Oh, you mean, the you stand-up mean, crew you mean You're talking about the stand, the trajectory of our stand-up crew. Yes. Shout-out to our stand-up crew. Shout-out. Shout-out, <laughs> shout Annie. Shout-out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, you know who you are, Dan and Pete. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, dude, I think it'd be awesome if Pete started... A room. And like, if our stand-up crew had our own room, even if it was just the four of us, I would love that so much. Just four of us. <laughs> just the four of us in a room. <laughs> is it a bar? It's like, yeah. yeah, you can use that room on, on, yeah. on yeah. Sundays at two, at 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> That's fine. I would love that. I think we should. I think it'd be really fun. I think, I think it'd be so much fun. Mm. Yeah. What, uh, what would you say that is your... I think this is my last, like... Prepared question. I don't like to prepare a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple. Breakfast, shampoo, first grade moment, things like that. Wow. Breakfast and shampoo were like pre-planned questions. They are. I don't wow. Mean to, I don't mean to make it less special. You just did. Well, I'm not like... I have, you've been I've, asking everybody else those questions? I've recorded God the damn. moment where you thought they were legit. So I had that Fuck, forever. dude. And now I have this forever. I thought I thought I those think, were some genuine moments. Okay, you want to do a genuine moment then? Yeah, give me a genuine moment. Oh my gosh, Jonathan! So much fresher. <laughs> I can ask you a weird question <laughs> that I will ask everybody. My else. shower, what? My shower question for you was genuine. Yeah, well, you had to think of it, and I had to stall for you to think of it. Well, I'll stall for you. I don't I'll, know. I'll stall you. You you hit me with a genuine question right now. I don't know, because if it's genuine, it's going to be really good. But I don't know if I have a genuinely... It could be genuine and really bad. I mean, that's okay. That's that's on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. What's something genuine in the same vein? Um, Ooh. Okay. Tell me the story about your best birthday. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say your best birth, and I was like, I think I've only had one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me go back. <laughs> let me think about this. I have only had the one that can confirm. It's <laughs> is, is true. Best birthday. Mm, best birthday. Um. <sighs> best birthday. Best birthday. Hmm. Okay, I have I have a theory about birthdays, Ooh. which is that I think that as a society we do birthdays wrong. 
I think that we put way too high of a premium on birthdays and everyone has these like really high expectations yep. and like you think it's going to be like the best day in the world yep. and then you just end up like crying. Yep. I you know? fully believe that. Like I am just like, I think at some point in my late twenties, I was like, why am I always crying on my birthday? <laughs> I think the last, my last birthday was really good. My friends made it very special. Uh, the one before that. Like the one this year? Yeah. Oh. That was a great birthday. Yeah? One before what did, that. What did you do this year? Um, I think we went to shows at the refinery or something. I'm trying to remember. I think we had a show that night at the refinery. Is that true? And then we went bowling, I think. Oh, that's a good birthday. Yeah. Sounds good. I think I got to be in a show that night. I'm not, I don't remember. I remember the week before because Anthony's birthday was the week before we went to oh. a show at the National. Wow, you guys are. And then went bowling. Are like twins. <clears throat> oh yeah, both Libras. But uh, <laughs> but I remember really making an effort to make his day special, and he did the same thing to oh. me. That was like a really sweet. Oh thing. my god, that's so sweet. And it was like wow. this is a great birthday. Like that's I have awesome. No complaints. Oh. The birthday before that, <clears throat> I remember. I bought two tickets to a show on my birthday uh-huh. well in advance. Okay. Now, this is af- also two days after my friend Tom came into town okay. to watch, see another show with me, to our okay. cinema club. Yeah. Um, and it was a good time. Really fun birthday. Yeah. But my actual birthday, no one, I couldn't find anyone to go to the show with me, so oh. I went alone. Oh, man. It was sad. Oh. I was I was not I was not okay to be alone at that time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, See, but if it hadn't been your birthday, you would have just been like, "Oh, I'm just going to this show and it's going to be fun." Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. We do birthdays wrong. Yeah. We're too high of a premium. I didn't get to the worst birthday, but what's your okay, so Oh, wait. No. no, I don't want you to talk about your I don't, I don't want so you bad. to relive that pain. Um, okay, let's see. Best birthday. Um, I have two birthdays in recent memory that were good. You share one. I'll share another one for me. And oh, I have a bad birthday. And then you have the grand finale. Um, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't. What? What is going to be the grand finale? I didn't hear what you said. So you, you have two. I, I have two. I, I'll share one good, one bad. Oh, really? Okay. Share your. Oh no, I was going to share another good one. That's okay. I'll share one good, one bad, and you share your good one. But I don't. Share I my don't mind. One, then, don't I? I don't. The, my one. my bad one's not that bad. My bad one's pretty bad. Okay, but it, it ends good. <clears throat> well, then that's a good one. But it was bad. Wait. So what's the grand finale? You telling your best birthday story. My best birthday story, but I'm already telling a good birthday story. So I should tell my second to best birth good birthday story. Just tell the birthday story, <laughs> but leave the good one for the end. Come on. Okay. 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 Um, let's see. Yeah, let's see. I um I guess like a good birthday in recent memory was um my first year after I moved to Charlottesville. Um so that was like a big move for me. It was a cross country move from California. Before then I had been in the Bay Area for eleven years and so I hadn't moved in a long time. Yeah. Um and so I was like kind of intimidated coming out here. And um I think in part so this was like when I, I spent my first year pretty much like all in Charlottesville. I like wasn't coming out to Richmond really yet. And um I think probably because Charlottesville is just like a much smaller place compared with San Francisco, um, it was just it was like so easy to make amazing friends. So like I immediately made like the best group of like super tight, tight knit friends. Um and we were just like super close. Um, and so, and my birthday's in May, so, um, I had, like, a party, 
um, that, that May, like after our first year and, um, like everyone was there and we played fishbowl and it was just like a really, really like amazing night where like everybody was there and it was like super close and tight. And like my friend made me a cake and we like played a lot of fishbowl and it was just like a really, really good, it was like good vibes that night. Sure. Um, so that was, that was a good birthday, like in recent memory. Okay. What's yours? I'm gonna tell my bad one. Tell your bad one. I don't want. I don't want you to tell your bad one if you don't want to, though. You know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you off mic then, and I'll leave everyone. Tell me. Tell me off mic. Yeah, off mic. And if you want to hear about it, email the show, and I'll tell you about it. But you have to email the fucking yeah, show. Yeah, email the fucking show. Nobody guys. emails the show. Why don't you? Why don't I've you had guys, three emails, and they all say guys... something to the effect of like, "I emailed you. Are you happy?" <laughs> No, were, were all three of those from Dan Falarka? I don't think I don't, I mean, Dan might have sent one. <laughs> My sister sent one. I got one the first why, week. Why aren't you guys emailing the show? Email the show. Email the show. Email the show. Email the show. Give Jonathan attention. Yeah, attention. I need attention. <laughs> That's why I do the comedy. That's why I do comedy. Well, it's why we all do comedy, right? <laughs> love, me. <laughs> love me. Love me. <laughs> just play that at every show. <laughs> just us on stage, just them playing that, and just like everyone asking us to make kissy faces at us for like oh my god, for twenty two minutes. Oh my god. Um, no, we should just uh, you know we should just like. You should just do an open mic where you go around the room and you just like hug everyone. Say something so nice like, about yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Compliment like, hug my me. physical. Say appearance. something nice about me. Exactly. Just Ask me about my mother. Just be really demanding. You should do that. You, do you think that would work? Yeah, I think that that would count. You could file that under crowd work. <laughs> uh, I think that works once. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's the kind of bit that, that works once every ten years. <laughs> And then, like, if you try to do it twice in front of all the comics who are undoubtedly at that open mic, they're not going to be enthused. Mm, yeah. And if you're drunk, it makes it look even worse. That's true. That sounds like fun, though. Dude, just you going should, around. You should, and... do it. you should do it tonight. Uh-uh. Not a Jacogi. <laughs> not a Jacogi. 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 Um, my, uh, my my bad birthday story, which is not that bad. Um, I think this was my 24th birthday. Um, we, um, we went to a bar in the mission district. It's called twin palms. Super fun. Um, I had a bunch of drinks. I went next door to the convenience store and I got, I love hot Cheetos. You know this. Um, and I got not just a bag of hot Cheetos, but like those like extra hot, hot Cheetos. It's the bag where like the bag is black. Cause it's like extra hot. I don't like this. And I went back to the bar and I like ate the whole bag and then I went Ugh. home and threw up for like two hours. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you did hot prof. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I'm lucky. I've only been drinking during, during two birthdays and it's been good so far. Also, that's, that's right, because you, you went a long time without drinking. 25 right? years. 25 years. 25 years. So you've only been drinking the last two years. <clears throat> yeah, right right mm. before I started going to coalition, actually. Oh, that's another thing that happened, started cool. happening at that time. Yeah. I think that actually the weekend I recorded the first episode was the first time I had ever like drank with a friend. Wow, okay. Because I think I had, had, I had tried alcohol twice before that, that night, mm. and I got drunk that night mm. on a warm... Vodka mixed with warm pomegranate, Izzy. 
Huh. I had two of those, and I was tipsy. What What inspired you to start drinking? Oh, uh, that so that first relationship, the one I have the bit about, like getting serious with and all that. Uh-huh. That was a, so. That was a very serious thing because I I had no identity at the time, so I latched on this other person. She had a very healthy relationship with alcohol, where okay. she could like drink a drink every day or two, like okay. one drink, yeah, with dinner or whatever, yeah. And I used to get so uncomfortable around alcohol. Hmm. Like, we, how how come? Oh, because my biological father was an alcoholic. Gotcha. Okay. So it always made me really uncomfortable, and I grew up hating it and like hating people who did it. Okay. Yeah. And now I'm okay with it. Yeah. I had to go to therapy. Go to therapy, people. It's good. Oh my god, I've gone to so much therapy. I love but it's it so, so weird because I didn't nothing was like uncovered. It just was like maybe just me realizing like it's gonna be okay. Having somebody, dude. Uh, sometimes you just need to say shit out loud. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's. What I, I love I love therapy. My last therapist was like my best friend, <laughs> and then she and then she broke up with me. She was like, "I think you're fine. You probably don't need to come." <laughs> wow. I was like, "Don't leave me." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Once I got over my problem, I stopped seeing my last one, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Are you sure?" Mm, breaking up with therapists is hard too. It's yeah. real awkward. I would much rather her have broken up with me saying, you, the, the problem you came here to solve is, is over. Mm. You're fine now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that they are used to it, though. Like, we probably feel way weirder about leaving than they do. They're like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you know? Finally, my Tuesday <laughs> yeah, at 2 o'clock like, is open. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. No, I totally get that. I feel like, um, I don't know, but also, like, so, yeah, I didn't. To go back, I didn't start drinking until after that was done. Okay. Um, the I told I was telling Dan this the other day. The last time I had a shot um, huh. was on October thirty first, two thousand and six. Wait, what? Yeah, twelve years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like I've I've had like I drank since then. It was just the last time I actually like took a shot. Did a shot. Yeah. Why so long? Um, cause that was the night I gave myself alcohol poisoning in college. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Is there more of a story there or? Yeah. It was, uh, it was Halloween. It was October 31st. Oh, that's <clears throat> when that is. And, um, uh, my friends and I had volunteered to work at a charity event. It was like a Halloween charity event in the city. And, um... And so we were, like, pre-gaming on the train. So I think we were doing, like, shots of vodka on the train. And then we get into the city. I know it was disgusting. Um, and it was, like, cheap, shitty vodka. And and we get into the city and we get to the venue. And it's, like, this, like, fancy-ass, like, I think it was, like, um, I don't remember what the venue was. But it was, like, this, like, really fancy venue. And it was, like, a charity ball. It was, like, a Halloween charity ball. And um, we were just supposed to be, like, working there and, like, helping out. And, um, so we get there and it's open bar. Um, and so I, so we start drinking wine and so we're mixing wine and like vodka, right? We're not like, not we're mixing it, but just, I had had a bunch of vodka and we like start drinking wine. And, um, and like, I, I still remember I felt totally fine. And then my shift was supposed to start, and I was just like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. And I walk into the bathroom, and it just fucking hits me. Like, 
I like walk into the bathroom and I start puking and I was like, shit, like I'm not okay. And I just like could not stop throwing up. And at one point I still remember. So I'm like in the bathroom for like 30 minutes at this point. At one at one point I still remember I'm like lying, like pretty much face down on the ground, like in between barfing. This woman comes in, pees and then leaves and like, and like she doesn't really do anything. Does even she though, notice like, you? Yeah, and like even though I'm like on the ground, and I'm thinking like, lady, I could have been dead. What the hell's like, wrong? With she just you? like walked in and left. And she walked um, in, peed and left. Yeah, she walked in, peed and left. Because she stood there washing her hands, like looking at <laughs> you, like, like who's this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> um. So at this point, I've probably been in there for like thirty minutes. And, and, uh, and my friend walks in, my friend walks in to find me because I'm like not at my shift and she's like, oh no. (laughs) And, uh, and needless to say, coats did not get checked that night because I was in the bathroom barfing. And, uh, the worst part is that, and like, I love my friend. That wasn't the worst part. No, that's not the worst part. And like. Not not blaming my friends. I love them. They took care of me that night. But because we were underage, they were too scared to take me to the hospital. So you just get through it. Yeah. So, I, like, they were like, this, this bitch is just going to have to get through it. <laughs> so I, like, just spent the whole night. It was, like, the worst night of my life. I, I still remember at, some, at one point I was like, I wish I were dead right now because I, I could stop throwing up. Oh, that sounds... I feel like I can relate hard to that. Um... It's way okay. Hang on, I'm trying to write. I'm trying to write. Uh, Twelve years since you last had a shot, so you won't do it because you got alcohol alcohol poisoning. Um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was like I think it was just after that experience, the idea of like taking a shot just kind of like grossed me out because that night was like so horrible. Um, like I've drank since then. Um, but if I was like. Let's but do a shot. I, I don't know. You would say, I, you would I still, I still have like a gag reflex now. Interesting. Uh, yeah. That what if it wasn't like vodka so though? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The look on your face is pretty. <laughs> like I will sip it slowly. I will sip it slowly, but there's something about taking a shot that I like gets under my skin now. <sighs> That's how I feel about tequila. Really? Yeah. Tequila is not the worst for me. I love whiskey. That's, I would, I would consider taking a shot of whiskey, although I probably still wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's, that's my main fave. Yeah. Um. What don't you like about tequila? Uh, it's more of a story for another day. Really? I just actually texted you about it, so it reminded me to tell you another day. Oh, okay. You have me intrigued. Yeah. Good. I like it. Um, how do you feel? How do I feel? Yeah. About this episode. I, I love this episode. Yeah, already favorite number one. Fate number one. <laughs> episode sixty six is Danny's favorite. Oh my god, I'm episode sixty six. Episode sixty six. Damn, damn, if we just added one more six, could have been yeah. like sign of the devil. Episode sixty four. Episode sixty five. Episode six hundred and sixty six. Yeah. Episode sixty seven. <laughs> um, who was right before me? Scott Beckett. Okay. Three nice. hours. Following, following Scott. So oh I'm, wait, I'm, but we didn't go the three hours though. No, I'm cutting it short because we have to go to. Open yeah, mic. we got it. We got to go. Is there anything be we, comedians? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about? We have a little time. Oh, oh my god. Well, how do you feel about this episode? Good. Yeah. I, did oh, I, I, did I, I? Did I do you proud? You did me proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know. I always I always feel like I never did a good job on the episodes. Every episode, I'll, the guest leaves, and I'm usually like, I don't know. I don't know if I brought it for them. I don't know if uh, I made their episode as good as their episode could have been. That's true of most people. Sometimes I feel like I really do bring it. I'm like, oh, that was a good one. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how I did, but they did great kind of thing. Because I, I, mean, I steer. I steer. Okay. Well, do you feel like you steered me? <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I guess for the most part, I push this in a Well, I would, like, give it a little push, and then you just, like, take it and run. Like, I think our shampoo commercial got... Our conversation got into a long one. The breakfast mm. one went for a while. Oh, these were supposed to be fast ones. No, they're not, they're, they're, well, that's the thing, is I, I set up a thing so that it goes... So that it sets up to go somewhere. So we start with, like, what the fuck do you eat for breakfast? And then that, I think that's turned into some fun conversations. Mm. I feel like I've, we, we get to places. We learn a thing about somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you, you walk away from each episode with a fact. Mm. And honestly, the breakfast one is my new favorite thing to ask people. That's a good one. That's a good one. You learn that I eat my breakfast in pieces. Piecemeal yep. breakfast. I learned that uh, Rachel Marsh <coughs> boils eggs every morning. Oh, okay. Um, Kale has an English muffin every day. Mm. Stuff on it sometimes. Uh, I forget most of them. I forget I forget most things I talk about on the show. I mean that's cool. That's cool. So you, I'll forget. you do you do so many, you know? You can't remember us all. There's there's so many hours. <laughs> there's like probably hundred and fifty hours of of me talking to people. Well more, right? One twenty no, probably one fifty one one fifty two hundred hours total of me talking to people. Wait, I, I just thought of something. What did you talk about when I was in the bathroom? How did you stall? Oh, well you didn't you didn't take that long. Yeah, but what did you talk about? I think I introduced you and then said that you decided to go to the bathroom, and then you're basically back. Oh, okay. That's cool. You didn't have to tell a story. You didn't have to do part of your set. Oh, golly. <laughs> my mom, I sent my mom my set, because I told her not to come to the show, because she really only wanted to see me, and I was like, you can't stay for five minutes and walk out. And I'm yeah. towards the end. That's true. You were towards the end. <clears throat> they, they yeah. were not, they're not going to make the hour drive back up. Mm. Not with kids. Okay. Yeah. My parents are, they work early, but they're weird. Gotcha. Their parents are old. Well. Like earlier that time. I, so I sent, sorry. So I sent my mom uh, my set and then she made me basically do the whole thing over again because she couldn't really hear the audio. Uh, so you performed it for her? Like over, over, over the phone. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. With breaks in between each joke to explain oh. the funny part of each joke because she didn't get most of them. I love that. That's really cute. Ugh. I like that. I feel weird inviting people to see my comedy. That's interesting. I, I feel weird. Like, my friends are always like, oh, like, when is your stuff? Like, we want to go. But I don't know. I feel I feel weird doing it. All my friends uh, were in the class. I've already come out because I posted, like, on my story. And they're like, oh, I'm coming out. See, I feel like it's it's different when your comedian friends come out. I don't have like, I, any. I don't have no, other friends. Okay. I'm sorry. I have some other friends who don't live here. Okay. So you do have other friends. But I'm not, I'm not going to, like, do my set for them over the... I, I, I'm, so you can put me in the box of comedian friend and life friend. Like if I wasn't a comedian, I would still be willing to be your friend. Yeah. You know? Well, I think most people at the theater are like that. (laughs) I would hope. But like for now it's all comedy. That's true. See, I, I feel like it's totally fine. Like I feel totally okay inviting comedian friends out because it's reciprocal, right? Like I go see your show. You come see my show. Like it's we, because we do comedy, we all kind of appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I feel, I feel weird inviting non-comedian friends out to shows sometimes, you know? 
No, I agree. I remember I've invited some non-comedian friends out, and then a lot of times they don't. Well, sorry, a lot of times they never come. Mm. Well, do they live far? No, it's not like, like like for example, like in my last job, like I invited them specifically to a show. Mm. I was like, "This will be the show." I say, "Anyone from work can come." Mm. Y'all can come out, and then nobody showed up, and I was like, "Damn," because it sucks when you ask people and they don't come. That sucks. Or like the movie that uh, Dad's Cologne did. One of the uh, people who uh, was making it was like, "When's your next improv show? I'll come out." And we had a show the next night, and I'm like, "Oh, tomorrow night." Oh my gosh, I'm totally gonna show up, and then I'll show up. Yeah. So you tell people that sucks. Show up, and they say I will show up, and then they don't. So that that's where I'm at now. It's just like I'm not gonna invite people. Oh man, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. That's, you know? well, that's the thing is you have to remember not everyone, nobody, nobody likes improv. <laughs> oh no, for sure, and nobody likes stand up. Like whenever we're doing an open mic, everyone else who's not a comedian who's there is merely tolerating us. They're like I was at the <laughs> bar before, and then they put a talky talking person up yep. there and now it's they're like, like you guys are now ruining this bar i'm still here yep <laughs> don't, go, don't go to mojo's on the second yep. tuesday Dude, definitely you want to get the, fucked up our, our last our last mojo's open mic um i was at the bar and there was this poor guy who was just there to get a drink and he was like are you guys gonna start doing comedy in 30 minutes and i was like yeah man sorry i was like we're gonna we're about Whoa. to ruin this bar for you real hard damn. yeah he looked so sad about that damn I was like i'm sorry man that's crazy <laughs> to think about yeah huh i guess that i feel like like my non-improv friends mm-hmm. like let's talk about like jake and tom and all those people like mm, jake and tom they know me so they'd probably like to see me in a show yeah they'd probably be down to see a show with me mm-hmm. but if i was like if they lived here let's say mm. and i'm going to my i go to coalition every every week to see like riot or the friday show or whatever they would not go to me to me with as many shows as i go to because mm. they don't love it as much as i do i guess because not everyone's a comedy person yeah yeah but like I mean, they love I mean, stand up and they'd love to see my set once yeah but you know i think when you're a comedian though it's like you know this is this is a lifestyle, right? Like oh, this is our lifestyle. Has it reached lifestyle point for me yet? <clears throat> oh yeah. Um like I wish I wish I lived in Richmond. I'd be at the theater a lot more like, you know. I mean, it's a lifestyle for you. You're at, you're at Coalition all the time. Yeah, I talked to Scott about it and I'm I'm doing something with a coalition person usually once a week, once yeah. a day rather. I mean, you you're pretty much doing theater stuff like every day. So I guess yeah, I guess to me it has reached lifestyle point where it's like this is what i do i do comedy you do comedy this is this, this is, is what doing comedy looks this is like definitely a lifestyle for you huh yeah i never i never really thought about that it's one of those it's one of those times where you're in the good times and you re, you do recognize that you're in the good times do you feel like you're in a good time oh yeah yeah oh yeah this is a great time this is a good time and it's funny how on the level of like so let's say this is good and this is bad okay so mm-hmm. up high and then you fluctuate this in your life, mm-hmm. and then you get stuck. It's so like I'm stopping a good point right now, mm-hmm. and inside of that, there's a good and a bad spectrum there too, mm. and that has like good or bad points. Mm. It's still way better than many like a fluctuations. Low yeah, within yeah. the fluctuation, so it's a good yeah. thing, but there's like a bad time in the good thing. Yeah, like my worst time having a shitty day involved with the Coalition Theater is still better than one of my best days being without miserable without Coalition and being yeah being miserable oh, without so friends much- or anything. So much coalition love right now. Absolutely. That's what the show is basically about. People call it the coalition podcast. It is coalition podcast or that's what it's become. 
It's the producers. It's my show. <laughs> You're like, no, it's no. still mine. Um, I reserve no, the know. right to have non-comedians on the show. <laughs> Will you, though? I have. That's true. I, I, I scrolled I had through you on some the show. of the... Oh, burn! I could have shit on anybody else, but oh, I was like, "You're here. You, you'll appreciate this now." Shit, that was a burn. I liked it. I was, there was um, either that or uh, well, I've had Matthew on three times, so <laughs> oh, don't shit on Matthew. See, that's the reaction I would have gotten. <laughs> that's true. That's you true. liked it when that's it was true. you. You, you hated know what? It. You it was know somebody what? else. Matthew used to hate me, so I don't care. Throw him under the bus. Throw him under the bus. Um, He's been on the show three fucking times. Yeah. He can deal with the bad, um, some bad PR. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Matthew's, Matthew's awesome, and he's very funny. Of course. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I had something in there. Like oh, um, no, you know, what I was going to say is just, um, I I think that coalition is just so tight-knit, and, like, that's what I love about it. Yeah. Like, I think more so than my old company, and, um, like, to I think it's just, like, people will come out for each other's shows, in, in like in a way that I like did not see before, you know, and um, I think that actually having camp really fosters closeness. Camp was a really fun time, right? Didn't it? Like I felt like I was a part of this way community. closer with people yeah. after camp. Like I felt like camp was just amazing. Getting in that to way. see what people look like when they wake up and getting to hang out with them all day, yeah, and be outside and not have to go or worry about a single show. I'm going to read this Instagram post that I had. Okay. Um, October 9th, 2017. <clears throat> I think this is relevant to what you just said. And I won't. Okay. This is something I really feel for the, uh, the community we're in. Yep. Um, I think this was a book that was about being in your 20s or something. Can I see the post? It's just a paragraph. Oh, I see. Um, now for the cheesy part. At the beginning of college, I attended a talk given by Oscar Eustace, the artistic director of the Public Theater in New York City. He said, as artists, we make contracts to care about each other's work. At the time, I was awestruck to hear that part of being an artist is supporting other artists. That community is inextricably linked with individual creative work. As human beings, we also must make contracts to give a shit about each other. It's easy to be selfish in your 20s because you have to be concerned with your own life and taking the right steps towards being a real adult. But you have to find a balance between blazing your own trail and being there for your friends. You make it harder for yourself if you only care about yourself. That's really nice. I think so, and I was really inspired when oh, I read it. wow. And yeah. I, honestly, people at the theater have been that level of support. You use a comedy buddy, like, going, yeah. making an effort. Like, I remember, I, I throw this out there all the time, Josh Wright, after the first Crying Boys set, he specifically reached out to me and Matthew individually uh-huh. to tell us how cool of a concept that was and how great of a show it was. Oh, that's And to keep awesome. doing it, and it was just like... That's the kind of thing when people go out to support these new shows and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, I I love how supportive everyone is. Um, And uh, yeah, like I, I'm a part of the New Year's Eve show writing team and Katie Holcomb, shout out to Katie, is like just an amazing, is just like an amazing person and I have zero sketch experience. And I applied for it and was just like, I have no experience, but I just like would really love to be a part of this. And she just like took a leap of faith and she like let me on the team. And it's been, it's been awesome. Like learning how to do sketch through that group, which is like super supportive and awesome and amazing. And, um, I just love that coalition, like gives me the space to be really creative 
um, and is like so supportive in it's doing great, so. It's a great community. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why it's so funny. I posted that in October when I was still new to the idea. And really, yeah. when I hadn't really gotten to the point where that was the thing I had to worry about. Like I didn't mm-hmm. have any friends to go see shows of or anything like that. I wasn't a part of the community realistically. I was like just getting kind of involved. Oh, this is October of last year. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was October of this year. Mm-hmm, last gotcha, year. gotcha. So imagine. Oh, so it's like you knew what you wanted and then it happened. Uh-huh. I, I think the caption was like, no, this was nice to read. Not even like shout out to all my coalition oh, peeps or anything wow. like that. Oh, okay. But, so, uh, so October last year, you were just taking classes. Okay, so but I was on a I was on Tiny Blotters when we were doing our Friday. Okay, so you were already kind of like starting to get into the coalition around October. Later than I think this was around the time I was still newer. Like I wasn't spending nearly as much time in the theater. Maybe a one show a week kind of thing. Okay, and then like a class a week when I was project. And then so then this is around the time we got offered Tiny Blotters sets at the refinery. Yeah, and that's where like everything kind of happened and. Uh, here's a fun spoiler for those of you who made it to the end of this episode. Tiny bladders are coming back. <gasps> we have a new thing, very similar to Padre Plus One, where we're going to take like a student or somebody and do a set with them, me and Matthew. Oh, nice. Yeah. That sounds like a good premise. It's basically Padre Plus One, but it's uh, Bladders Plus One. Bladders Plus One. That's Tiny a good bladders. name. No, I'm not going to steal David's name right from <laughs> under his, his set. Do it. Let's see what um, he said. I'll send him, like, can you make me a poster for Bladders Plus One? <laughs> Please, David. <laughs> Definitely, like, ask David specifically for that poster, too. I, David, sure. I really, I have this great idea for, for a show. Sure. I think you'll love yeah. it. It's really original. It's really like, original. never, never I've heard never of seen it. I, if you've seen it, let me know, okay? <laughs> I, you've seen it a little more comedy than I have, so. You, David Pizer, have seen a little bit more <laughs> in your 15 years of experience. All right, Annie, um, we've reached the end of the show. I feel like we need to say one more gem for the for people who, like, legit made it through the end of the episode. You know what I mean? Like, give them something. Okay, what do you have? Um, I don't know. what What is, like, a really valuable thing we could say to people Way right to raise the stakes I know. and be completely unprepared to meet them. Okay, well, tell, tell us, tell everyone something you've never revealed to anybody in your entire life. I've never revealed to anyone in my entire life. Oh, my gosh. Is there anything I've never revealed to anyone in my entire life? Um, okay. No, I think I told people that. I'm trying to think if there's something. I'm trying to think something embarrassing too. Okay. I'm like way back in like. I'm trying. I'm trying to think too. I'm trying to think of. Because I feel like you're right. I feel like we should leave. Yeah, we should. We should give them something. You know. It's like it's like at the end of Marvel movies. If you sit through the credits, you get a post credit scene. So if you sit through this, yeah, this is our post credit scene. The credits have rolled, and then the clip starts. Mm -hmm. It's a little extra thing. What's the extra thing? What's something I've never told? Another human about. <clears throat> um, damn, I feel like I want something really good. Mm. Huh. Are you an open book? You just, you've told everybody everything. I feel like I've, I, everything, every embarrassing childhood story that I come across, I've told to someone before. Hmm. What about something in your adult life? I can't think of anything that I don't immediately tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a good panini, Anthony's going to know about it within 14 minutes. <laughs> 
There's enough time to wash off your hands on the panini oh, grease. There's <laughs> roast beef and provolone. Um, huh. No, see, everything. You have nothing? Everything I've told someone before. Oh, man. You got to keep some stuff to yourself. I'm, I'm desperately trying because we're just like hoeing, hoeing and humming. I can't think of a single thing I've never, never told anybody about. Never once. I tell all my embarrassing stories. Mm. Just to go over to some of the ones I was thinking. The time I went past the block where my mom said I wasn't supposed to go. Okay. The time I lost a bat in the bushes by the mailbox. The time, the, all the times I ran to and from the mailbox afraid because it was like two houses over and I waited until nighttime to do it and it was mm. scary outside. Mm. I think that's embarrassing, but that's something I tell people all the time. Okay. All the time. I meet people and I'm like, hi, I'm Jonathan. I just, when I was a child, I used to run in my mom's slippers away from the mailbox at full speed <laughs> at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> I like that. Because I wouldn't do it at four. I like that. That's funny. Uh, I thought to this fair that happened down the street from where I lived, Swiss days, where one of my friends stole a puppet, but I immediately told on him. Oh. I was a narc. He stole a puppet from a booth. <laughs> you you were like, this is the right thing to do. Is to this is the him. right thing. This he he the, needs to learn. I'm a man of the law. <laughs> Look, I, I, and I paid for my raccoon puppet. <laughs> it was one of the ones that oh, you do it was, this, and I it looks see. like it's running. It was, it was the inequality. It was because you paid and he didn't. I think he bragged about it, too. Oh, fuck But it, you know, it was just like, no, the right thing to do. And I told was, my mom, okay, and then... Okay. Yeah. She made, she helped me like not look like the bad guy. She she helped you navigate the situation. She pretended that somebody saw him do it. And she, <laughs> and she's like, I I know you did it. Oh, that's funny. And he I bought like it that. and then he returned it. I like that. Yeah, so. I like that. Um, and then I went to all the things I was afraid of as a child. I was just stuck in this era of like fourth and fifth grade for some mm. reason. Mm. Uh, that's there's nothing I've not told. There's nothing. Okay. I think I've told every at least somebody everything. Okay. All right. Somebody knows something. I can't not have somebody know something. Do you have any? Do you have something you've never told someone? Yeah, before? I'm. I'm trying to think now. See, it's a it's, lot it's hard. harder. It's really hard because you really happily hard. share experiences. To yeah, relate. no, it's it's really hard. It's that's really one hard. of the reasons why some people hate to go like out out on a date with me, and some people really like it because I just similar to the show. It's just like a tangent kind of thing where you just jump from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Yeah, but that's how dates work. Like, I think those how, are fun. Some people do you, don't like those. Some people want to just wait. Like, I don't get it. What's the alternative though? So where did you grow up? What? So but, what do you do for work? Wait, but you cover those questions in like twenty minutes, and I, then you need to fill the time. Andy, I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. And then, like, the other side's and wrong. then, like, what do you do for the other like hour and forty minutes before you try I, to have sex? <laughs> I like it when a story is told, and that makes me think of another story. And I'm like, I enjoyed your story. Here's a story of my own. Wait, but literally, dates are about going from one tangent to another tangent. Like, I I don't understand the alternative. Uh, I don't either. That's. <laughs> That's just that's just that's just the thing. Yeah. Well, you know what you should do. Actually, the next time you encounter somebody like that, like let them let them steer the way and see how much of a linear path they're drawing. I hate that because it's similar. It's like the thing where it's like a, a, a question. It'll come to the end, and I'll specifically wait to take a sip from my drink until like I've waited the amount of time, <clears throat> the longest amount of time, so I can take a very long sip and have a very long second after sip to let them say something and they never do. 
Some people aren't. Some people aren't very fluid in conversation. Yeah, that's, all it is. that's true. They're not comedians. They're not like us. Not we will like just us. fucking talk and talk and I talk. I will say that uh, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of improvisers a lot of different times that we can just talk. Oh talk no, we can talk. just talk. We could, we, we have talked about how we could probably just sit here and talk for like 13 hours. 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 It's fun. I I did a three hour episode accidentally. I know. That's what happens. It is fun. A little too drunk on the show. (laughs) You got drunk in that episode? I didn't listen to it yet. brought those two back bottles and they Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Good time though. (laughs) I'm actually glad you didn't bring any kind of alcohol. Do you want some of my (laughs) Diet Coke? It's Pepsi. Or, sorry, Diet Pepsi. That's I do, I do not. Love. That's so gross. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you have to say goodbye now. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, world. baby. <laughs> <laughs>